We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Backwaters Podcast, Agro and Barracuda as per usual, and today... We've got a very special episode for multiple reasons. Number one, uh-huh. our episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. Head on over to factormeals.com slash backliners50 and use code backliners50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code backliners50 at factormeals.com slash backliners50 to get 50% off your first box. The second reason it's special is because Dave Dolson Olson is here. And the third reason it's special is because he is upside down. Um, he can. We can do the Spider-Man kiss both ways. No, okay. You said Control Click, Dave. That's what. You, yeah, maybe no, no, there's something you can do click? on like the bottom corner of one of the things. Yeah, yeah. To like to like flip it around. Um, no, it's not. It's not Control. We're learning. Mm, okay. okay, it's not Alt either. Okay, how this is really to, good podcast content. I'm trying to just resize Dave's thing. This, Dave. Dave videos. looks how I feel. Okay, that's that's. Okay. We're just gonna call it. Okay, what is it? What do we got? Um, right click on me. Okay. Is there a transform option? Oh yeah. Flip. Yeah. Rotate 180 degrees. Nope. I pressed the wrong thing. Okay. That's fine. Oh, that's because that's the uh, other thing. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Almost there. Yeah. Here it is. Here we go. And here, transform, rotate 180 degrees. Bang! Do we do it? That's that's this is the best. Yes! This is actually the best tech we've ever done here on this uh, on this show. Uh, it's really weird when I look over to my Discord screen though, because you're still upside down uh, on my monitor. Um, yeah, unlucky. Uh, nothing we can do about that. Uh, what's up, everyone? Um, my brain is completely fried. Uh, I don't have any brain cells left. Some would argue if I ever had them to begin with. Um, but we have a fun show ahead of us. What are you eating, Dave? Ground beef and rice. Okay. Oh. That was actually good podcast content right there. Some ASMR of ground beef and rice there from Dave Olson. And he tosses on the Joe Burrow song. Dave, this is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what this podcast is going to be about right here. This is going to devolve so quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But. Who's the first team we're talking? Oh, wait. I don't want to spoil. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Hold your horses, young man. All right. Get to holding them. We talked oh, about it last just, week. Go ahead, Barra. I just spaced out for like five minutes. What yeah, you, I wasn't sure if you were here at all, to be honest. With yeah. you. <laughs> I looked over at one point, and Dave, you can attest to this. 
Uh-huh. You know when you're in game three uh, of a set where both games have gone 40 plus minutes and you look over at your co-caster in the middle of your point and you know they aren't on planet Earth anymore. Um, yeah. they, have, they You couldn't pay them a million dollars to repeat back what you just said. Um, yeah. And you just and have funny, to buy time until they're back. You know what I mean? Like until they've arrived. And I was just going to, I wasn't going to toss you a question bearer until you said something else. Because I could tell that's where you were. And I'm just yeah. jealous. Dave is also frozen. Okay, now he's back. Thank God. I was about to lose my mind. Yeah, he's back. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Dave? You know what's funny is is what usually ends up happening is they do repeat the same thing you just said, but not right. because they were listening. Because like you <laughs> Because your made... chair two is chair one is what you're telling right, me. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, Barrel, welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. We're going to have a good one. you guys have <laughs> It's aggro and upside down Dolson, but it's right side up now. Um, That's right. Yeah, we talked about it last week, about how uh, historically our podcast has gotten progressively longer over the years. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year we are going to be making an effort to uh, get it back more towards the beginning times. We. I, I, Ryan Aggro Bailey, Mm -hmm. will be trying my best to keep every podcast... Under 50 minutes. That is Ooh. my goal. Okay? Some of you out there might think, but you're just rolling back the amount of content you're giving us. Mm-hmm. And that's one very negative way to look at it. The positive way that I would choose to frame it is that you were getting bonus podcast content for a long time. You know? You were getting more than mm-hmm. you had bargained mm-hmm. for yep. for some amount of time. Um, and that's the way that I would prefer you view it. But I'm not... Um, able to make you view it any way other than what you do there was a there was something that clint hurdle the old pirates manager used to say that would drive all of us crazy because i love clint 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 hurdle clint hurdle yeah very very interesting man is the way i'll you know his his ancestors were actually the ones who started that event in the olympics that's how it became known the javelin toss right (laughs) (laughs) yeah he had a big shoulder that guy that clint uh that that makes sense he would always talk about, uh, we would like ask him something, for those who aren't in the know, before I got into Smitey Sports, I covered Pittsburgh sports for CBS Radio and in particular the Pirates. Um, so I was very familiar with good old good old Skip, Clint Hurdle. And uh, he would always say, like, we'd be like, hey Clint, um, your team has lost 15 in a row, uh, they're terrible, what's going on? And he would say, you know... Through the lens that you're viewing the situation, it might look that way. But through the lens that I'm viewing things through, and then he would just like go off for 10 minutes about some like esoteric nonsense. And we were like, what are we doing here, man? This is such a waste of my time. At least that's what I thought the vast majority of the time. So that's the lens I would prefer yep. that you view it through. SBL roster. Say you want to look at it through some rose-colored glasses? I would say that, Dave. Yeah, I would say that. Um, All right. Those are those Perfect. are great. Uh Let's talk, first and foremost, about the team that features one of my very good friends and frequent guest of the podcast, Barracuda. Oh, what's up? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my signal to, to come back, uh, which is fine because I've been rambling for Lord knows how long. Uh, Barra, you guys um, uh-huh. are no longer the Olympus Bolts. A lot of the the teammates that you have now are teammates that you have played with in the past not a lot of them maybe necessarily but 
You're now the Highland Ravens. It is you and Hurrowind in the duo lane. Still Venenu in the mid lane. Lucas Scream Spracklin in the jungle. And Haddocks in the solo lane, uh, of course, coached by the illustrious Mask. Um, talk to me about how this roster kind of uh, came together here, Barry. Um, I don't know... I, I didn't know how much I should, like, spill. Yeah, that's fair. I don't, about, but Dave, I've seen a lot of requests like, for the for the Rosterpocalypse v- uh, video idea. Um, I want to watch it. That's all I'm going to say. Vera, what's, what's your guys' color? Is it more like this? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Dave is, this, is dialing like this, in right? some background lights. Yeah. Wait, uh, the is webcam, which is really what good really podcast go- content, of course. The really bright blue, I think, is it? Is that with closer like a to the Ravens? Green. Yeah, I think it's like a light blue with like a little bit of green. Yeah, it's gotcha. pretty turquoise. Um, yeah, I would love to do a roster apocalypse video. Am I crazy? I feel like we had more overall roster changes this year than we did going into nine. Unless I'm just yeah. insane. No, nine was pretty tame. Yeah, not, very oh, okay. yeah so nine was very tame. Going into I'm eight, I think, well, only having one team stay untouched is pretty unprecedented. And that's Unscaped. what we have going in. Yeah, exactly. Um, going in. The way that eight happened was really wild. And from everything that I've heard in the background, it wasn't quite that messy uh, this time around. But it did result in more change. And... What did we say on the podcast, Barra, at the beginning of Season 9 when no rosters changed? I said, next offseason is going to be absolutely wild. Yep. Like, everything yeah, is going to change, and that's what ended up happening. I mean, it's been brewing for a while. Um, people just don't like playing with certain people anymore. Um, I think that happened to basically every team but Kings. And mm-hmm. then, it's kind of funny how, like, the deck just gets shuffled that way. It's like... Because, like, the grass is always greener on the other side, according to uh, some people. So you just want to leave and join the other players that where the grass is not as green, mm-hmm. according to other players. And then it's just like yeah. everyone just combines in such a weird way. Yeah, I was also, I wasn't almost a coach, by the way. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> was it because of your stream title, like, for the last yeah. month has been I'm Retiring? Yeah, for the last month, uh, two hours before the podcast, that was my uh, stream title. Yeah, uh, I, think Vin, I think Ben I talked about it on like the Hazer video, sorry. Uh, no, 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 you're, what you're saying is inarguably more important, so you go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you got me all flustered. Um, <laughs> Dave has that effect on people. Yeah. Oh, it's getting warm lost, in here, let me just... <laughs> I, I lost all of my Our thoughts. viewership instantly goes um, to 10,000. <laughs> well, if you, did, if you did lose your train of thought, I am curious. How much do you think only one set at Worlds being competitive has to do with... Do you think roster changes were already determined? Like, I'm not playing with these guys anymore going into Worlds? Because semifinal two, right, was the five-gamer between the Dragons and the Titans. But mm-hmm. other than that, it was a lot of lopsided games. Uh, do you think that... All of the other games, whether it be 2-0 or 3-0, ultimately put the nail in a few teams' coffins? Or do you get the feeling that going into Worlds, it was the last ride for most of these teams anyway? I think going into Worlds, it was the last ride for sure. Um, Just based off of how the year was going for a lot of teams. um, I think several teams had like crazy hot streaks last year. 
I think Kings had a hot streak, we had a hot streak, Dragons had a hot streak, and then everyone kind of like played bad after that and yeah. just kind of played bad throughout the year. I think last year was kind of weighing heavily on a lot of pro players as far as like competitive goes. Um, it was just a lot of smite and a lot mm -hmm. of gameplay and it was yeah i don't think a lot of teams mentals were doing too well either last year so i i think it's been brewing since season yep. nine and then it was definitely 100 percent going to change at worlds or after worlds yeah that's definitely a good question dave that to try and upset the balance of power a little bit um yeah, yeah, yeah. potentially but yeah barry you maybe not about how this roster came to be necessarily but talk to me about how the roster has ended up you know what what excites you about this grouping of, again, for, for our listeners out there? Haddock, Scream, Venenu, Hurwind, and Barracuda. Uh, really excited to play with Scream, honestly. I think Scream has been a jungler I've been wanting to play with for a long, long time. Um, I just like the way he plays the game <clears throat> and how he thinks about the game. And he has a very different outlook on the game, in my opinion, and how he wants to play it. A court, or compared to other junglers and other players. And I kind of feel like we have a lot of that on our team. I feel like Ven's a bit different too, and I feel mm -hmm. like I'm a little bit different, a little bit wonky too at times. Um, so I feel like we're probably not going to play the meta too much. Um, kind of feel like we'll just kind of be another like scrappy team, another get-in-there team. Also, um, obviously, our team with Haddix and Ven, I know what to expect with them. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to play with Hurry as well. Uh, I think Curry was, like, drastically improving last year towards the end. Um, I think Scarab's had a really bad performance, but I don't really think it was his fault. No. And, yeah, I I just think Curry's a grinder, and I think he's going to uh, perform really well. Also, I think our comms will be way better than they were on Bolts. Yeah, I think the communication... Scream's a great communicator, Hurry's a great communicator, um... I hear Haddix is a great communicator, and you and Van are, are known for that. So um, I agree. I just wonder if, and you don't have to answer this, Barra. This is just you know my general thoughts. Um, whenever I would see a roster like this, it does make me think: is there too much communication? Because there can be that 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 can be a thing. Um, that yeah. you, too many people are trying to talk and impose their will, and it's even. Outside of imposing their will, it's about good comms are not always, uh, no disrespect to my boy Andy Elion, um, over-talking is a real thing that can happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll have that problem because me and Vin have been wanting to step back in comms for a long time. Sure. And on Bolts, we kind of had to do a lot of talking here and there, and I think having a front line that is communicating for us and playing the game for us makes it way easier to play the game than like having to shot call and play the game basically mm -hmm. um so yeah, I, I don't think we'll have that problem and i think if we do run into that problem it'll be solved within like a week or two yeah it's real easy here's the fix um one of you just presses the mute key on your keyboard <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> like you just sh <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and let like, everyone we, else kind of go we just go to like one or two main shot callers, which I feel like Scream and Haddix will bounce off of each other really well. I don't really have uh, much knowledge of Hurry's comms. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like he's a good calmer, but I've never like teamed with him. 
Um, for my money, and there was a long time where I'd be able to listen in to team comms uh, when they mm-hmm. were in studio playing games. I thought Hurry and Ven were the two best communicators in mid by a country mile. It wasn't close. Um, wow. I think Hurry is one in my from what I've listened to um, was one of the best communicators uh, mm-hmm. in the league, in my opinion. So um, I think you're yeah. going to be quite pleased. I am. Um, nice. You know he he's got a great mind for the game. Hurrywin does. He he worked with us with uh, the caster team a little bit on on a couple different occasions. Um, I actually thought he was really good at at that. I think a little positive. I think so too. He would he would have he did really well during Worlds. Um, yep. I think in the future, if that's something he would consider, I, I imagine he'd be really good at it. Um, but you could you could always tell though because that's something we had talked about with Hurrywin from time to time. Was like, would you ever? Not as, like, an official offer, but sort right. of just picking his brain if it's something he would ever be interested in. And, and you know, through it all, I think I always got the vibe that he enjoyed casting, but, like, would much rather be out there playing and shot calling mm-hmm. and um, and really competing. And so he's still got that drive. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to watch him get, you know, a, a full shot here at the beginning of the year. Um, and I agree with you, Agro. Obviously, I haven't been able to play with him or listen to his comms all that much, but just the way, from a caster perspective, he thought about and talked about the game, mm-hmm. uh, I think lends me some confidence in his ability to also do that as a, a player. Because, of course, mm-hmm. I can only see it from one side, uh, and, and he's been doing it as a player a whole lot longer than he has been in, in an analyst right. uh, type position. Yeah, last thing I want to say because we can't we we do have to keep it moving here if we want to if I want to keep my yep. goal. But um the one concern I have is Scream is one of the most team dominating players uh that we have in the league and that is not a negative. It can be a real positive if the team is built to that where Scream wants to do what Scream wants to do, and he has a really good idea of how to execute that. And if everyone is working towards that goal, they can find a lot of success. Look at every game the Scarabs won uh, when Scream was on that roster. <laughs> yeah. um, I do think that Haddix, as, as he has grown in the league, and just in talking to him, I think that is the type of player that he... That is the way that he thinks about the game, is that he mm-hmm. can be a real team leader and... By leader, I mean, I am going to say what we should do, and we will all do it, and we will win because of it. And I think that mm-hmm. Haddix does have a really good understanding of how to do that. My overarching question for all year, and Dave, you can write this down, because this is what I would be saying week one uh, of the SPL. <laughs> Whose team is this? Is this Haddix's team, or is this Scream's team? Because they... that, that, that ha- Yeah, yeah. Uh, H-A-D-D-I-X is yep, how you spell Haddix. Uh, and then it's five M's for Scream. Um, five kills right, right, right yeah exactly you might have heard of that okay um <laughs> that that in my opinion uh is going to need to be sorted and understood mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be binary you know it can be a little this little of that but historically that is what i think is going to be the hardest tension point here but the ceiling for this team i do very legitimately believe is very high um uh, I'm excited to see what the Ravens do. Yep. Uh, real quick, Bear, I know, uh, the, uh, real mm-hmm. quick, 45 minutes later. Um, no more bolts, Highland Ravens. A lot oh, of people yeah. talking about that. You got any any thoughts, any comments? Uh, basically, no one on the team wanted to be the bolts. Uh, me and Vin <laughs> okay. were like half okay with being the bolts, but also 
uh, okay with changing, and then everyone else wanted to be not the Bolts, which is completely understandable because, in my opinion, our logo wasn't great, and I don't think our colors were great. So I think it's okay to change. The uh, Highland I Ravens do... do have a banging logo and banging colors. What about the uh, yeah. the yellow jumpsuits? What's happening to those? Uh, straight to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> straight in there, Incinerated. <laughs> Unlucky. Yeah, I, I mean, I was like, I was basically saying, like, I'm fine with either one. Um, yeah. And I think Ben kind of said the same thing, but I, I completely understand not wanting to be Bolts. And also... I feel like bolts were kind of memed, or like we became, I don't know, everyone just thinks we sucked for some reason, which is really weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we were like top two, top three, every a split lot. outside of like fall split last year. Yeah. But everyone just keeps thinking we suck, which is really confusing. So Time for a to the Ravens. Yeah, changing to the Ravens also yeah, helps out a little refresher. Bit. Yeah, a little refresher. Yeah. Uh, I feel you on that. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Let's talk Leviathans real quick. This is uh, Zatman, Rongyu, Shinto, the three that you've come to know and love on the Leviathans. But the two new faces here are Adapting and Finokay on the mm-hmm. right side of the map. Uh, Slaney serving as the coach now for the Leviathans instead of Oxy. Uh, nice color change there, Dave. Um, yeah, thank you. What a, <laughs> how do you think this changes the Leviathans, picking up Kenneth and, and Alec? Um, for me, knowing... Haddocks, uh, I think there probably was a bit too much uh, planning and gameplay planning going on between like Zap and Haddocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that team probably wouldn't work out in the long run. And so it kind of makes sense to go to Fine. I think Fine is a player where you can just kind of like tell him what to do and tell him what to play, and he'll just play it. And adapting is probably. Obviously very hungry to get back into the league. Mm-hmm. And especially on a team that has obviously such a good front line with Ronnie and Fine. I feel like it kind of makes sense for adapting a slot in there pretty easily. And I also think adapting is a multiple player, but also a hyper carry style player. So I think he can kind of do both. And with him coming back in the league fresh, I think he is willing to just be like, okay, I'll play whatever you guys want me to play and be less of a commander, I guess. Sure. Fair enough, Dave. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I don't. I I think I from what I saw, I'm trying to think like recent competitive high level stuff we saw from adapting. I mean, he looked really good. Um, I then compare adapting to like how Panatom liked to play for this team. Uh-huh. Uh, and again, my my adapting. I guess he was what Radiance, the, my first year of of casting, and then a little bit of SEC at the end of last year. Um, Adapting from time to time likes to take his time early in the game. He'll farm up, and then, you know, mid-game, that's when it feels like the hyper-carry sort of kicks off, um, at least in a couple of the Ravens games that that I distinctly remember, which is not a bad thing. No. Um, And absolutely can play early from from some of the matches that we saw. Um, But I think to Barra's point, it's going to be a molding of styles from... From Panatom to adapting, which could include potentially slightly slower pace, although Panatom sometimes played that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then adapting to, to how the rest of, of the Leviathans play. I think, I mean, I'm doing a quick scan. Yeah. It might be it might be one of the most veteran, although Shinto and, and Ronnie, I mean, they're in the league now for a couple of years. Um, yeah. One of the most veteran 
kind of sides of the map and jungle that we've got in the league. I mean, these guys have been playing for for a super long time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think if you're looking at a core of, of the outsides and, and through the middle of the map, it might be one of the most experienced in the league, which which I think come playoff time specifically, I imagine this team will, will be making some runs at some of these playoff events. Yeah, I think I'm really excited to see the uh, the mental of Final K adapting Zapman. Of course, Ronnie and Chinto, but but I think a lot of been there, done that from from the other three, and of course, world sure. championships from the other two as well. Um, I I get the vibe, and this is just chair one, almost non statement, but it's 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 a team that feels like they've got the right mental to like know how to win when they're later on in these uh in the tournaments um yeah for sure obviously not at worlds for the leviathans this year but in the past and at at playoff events it feels like a team that that's done a lot of winning in their time and i think uh come tournament time that'll make them more threatening yeah um i have a lot of i'm really interested in seeing what this team is going to play out like because kenneth's adapting's resume speaks for itself um yep He's the most decorated jungler, uh, one of the most decorated players in the history of the SPL. Uh, would be if there was a SPL Hall of Fame, he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt. He's been playing a ton. He played great at Worlds um, with a tough team situation. Um, yep. All of that being said, I am also a little concerned about the fit here. Um, Kenneth. Jungle is a really interesting role because it's the most important role um, nearly unequivocally in Smite. uh, And it dictates so much about how your team plays the game. And there are so many different styles. Like, Sino and Kennet, and Sino and Adapting play the Mm -hmm. same role and do absolutely nothing the same. You know? Like, absolutely nothing. And if you asked me who the best jungler in the SPL was over the last two years, it would not, I would not hesitate to say Panatom. Um, yeah. I think Panny has been not only the undisputed best jungler in the league, but in contention for best player in the league. Um, and my understanding is that this is, uh, you know, this, this Shinto, Rongyu, Zapman, they wanted to change up that, that right side of the map. Uh, mm-hmm in general. So it does seem a little surprising to me. I think that adapting coming from taking some years off of, or taking a year off of SPL play, at least um, he is going to capitulate a little bit to Shinto. I imagine um, because he knows how successful Shinto has been uh, and adapting isn't um, an egomaniac or anything like that. He wants to do what's best to win. I think that he's going to be happy to let Shinto take his back camps for a while. Come summer split, if they aren't winning a whole lot, I wonder how excited he's going to be to see Shinto on his back camps because that has not been adapting style. You know, mm-hmm. that for that is a good point. Like historically, one of the reasons that I thought Yemen was was the best player of all time until Paul unseated him was because he did a lot without the type of resource investment that we saw to other players. Um, that team play that energy team worked so well as a unit because all of them knew what, how much they were getting and, and maximized it really perfectly. And of course, adapting is a huge part of that. Um, 
I just wonder how Shinto and Rongyu are going to adjust to having a different style of jungler in their 3v3 than adapting. Uh, or than Panatom. Adapting and Panatom mm-hmm. are two very different styles of players. Uh, that be All of that being said, I have no reason to believe that adapting will be anything but adaptable. Oh god, I hate that. Nice. Uh, no, nice. not no, Dave. Don't <laughs> encourage it. That was accidental, that's and like, I hate it. That's like variety's god pool. We say yeah. this guy plays a variety of picks, oh, and you do it I hate it so much. I hate it so yep. much. Yep. He's gonna adjust. I think that he's gonna be flexible. I've got no reason to believe otherwise. I do wonder how, if at all, Shinto and Rongyu are gonna change up their play style. Um, in in which lane is getting played through here? Uh, because historically on the Jade Dragons, they've they've played with a lot of mid laners, and it was only this year where they started to play a little bit more through mid, but then the meta also mm-hmm. kind of moved away from playing through mid towards the back end. They were really side lane teams. Leviathans have historically not been a dual lane sided team. Um, they've been much more centered on their mid, more so than solo. I wonder if that's going to change with a, with a new jungler and a new solo laner, but I'm interested to see how Rongyu in particular is going to play the map. Um, and really how what type of season he's going to have because Rongyu went from the the best support in the league in season 8 uh he had a really rough season 9 um so I'm interested uh yep. in what in what is going to be happening here for the Leviathans that's a good point cuz they either Leviathans either gank nonstop and Pantom doesn't farm anything but the enemy players yep. or they do nothing for 15 minutes <laughs> and then win in objectives yep which uh, which one are they going to go for? Kenneth definitely more yep. leaning towards the latter there, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. Um, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what that yep. Leviathan's roster does. Um, just getting to the halfway point here for the Kings. This is the only team that didn't make any changes. No real surprise that the team that had the best run at Worlds ever uh, did not make a change. Uh, nice shocker. nice purple lights there. Uh, there we go. That's as purple as it gets. Nothing I, nothing to really say here about the Kings. I that's imagine. what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, They played by far the best of worlds. And yep. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised if they did a change, but it also doesn't surprise me at all if they didn't do a change. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if this team is not doing well mid-season, I would be kind of surprised if they didn't make a change, but I imagine they will be doing well uh, mid-season and that they will be a top contender throughout the yep. year. Agreed. Um, winning Worlds dominantly uh, does that for you, it turns out. It kind of it sets you up for success. And speaking of setting you up for success, no better way to do that than to take care of your mental health. Uh, and that's why I'm happy to present some words from our sponsor. Uh, this show is sponsor, or this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, look, oh, excuse me, I have to say this verbatim. This episode of The Backliners is brought to you by, or is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm doing a really great job, as you can tell. I used to talk for a living. Um, is that part in the script? That's crazy. Yeah, they really know <laughs> me, is the, is the thing. Uh, they're, they're really about that. Um, no, Bear and I uh, have, you know, we've been telling you about BetterHelp for a while. Therapy is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. Uh, I have my therapy appointment tomorrow morning and I have been nice. literally looking forward to it all yep. week. Um, and just having that, that type of outlet to know that you can voice whatever you, has been going on in your head and, 
having an expert at how brains work, try and break it down and help you understand what outputs your brain is giving you is, uh, is unbelievably helpful. Um, and really, really important. I think that literally everybody should go to therapy, um, because it's just, it's just good for you. Um, it, it just helps you understand your brain and, uh, and how it's interpreting things a lot better. Uh, and, the one thing about therapy that can be a little tough is that it's hard to find the right therapist. You know, mm. you gotta find the right one to mesh with, and that can be time-consuming. You know, it can be expensive, all that kind of stuff. And if only there was a great service that took some of that stress away. Mm. I'm lucky that there. Oh, there actually is. I just did that bit last week. I think uh, it's BetterHelp. That's the service. That's the one I'm talking about that we should get. Uh, it's. Just an easier way to find your your correct therapist. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Uh, that is key. Find the right therapist. That's, uh, that's what I'll say there. Um, mm-hmm. So, if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash backliners today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash backliners. Uh, big shout out to Better uh, BetterHelp. Um, they're the beasts. We love them. Um, okay, let's move on to the next one, shall we? Uh, Dave, sure. pick one through three. Three. The Styx Ferryman is who we're talking about. And this one is... Wait, can m- I tell you just the super, yeah, super quick story? I would love Quickest it. story in the world, because I know we want to move to Styx Ferryman. Yeah. Um, back in college, me and all the friends, we were about to go out to eat. Nobody could pick where we wanted to eat. And somebody said, F it, Dave, pick one or two, just the number one or two. And so I picked two and we went out to eat for the last 10 years of my life. No, it hasn't been that long for the last, oh God, it has been that long for the last 10 years of my life. Betterhelp.com slash backliners. (laughs) When that time sinks in. I get it. I get a text probably once or twice a month from random people in my friend group with just one or two. That's the only That's the uh-huh. only thing. And I say one or two, and they say thanks and move on. And I help them decide on something, and I don't know what it is. I love and it. And we never speak about it again, and so I'm the I'm the one or two guy. Anyway, we chose... Are you, always, are you always saying two? Uh, no, I, I say one sometimes. It, it just okay. depends on... Uh, what you're feeling that day? What I'm feeling, yeah. I but always I pick an even number. Um, yeah, that's good. I, I vastly prefer even numbers. Um, so if I have an option between a bunch of numbers, I'm always picking something even yep. and le- or five, five is, is an exception to all odd numbers. It's like volume on my TV. Is at a five or a zero at the end? Every single time. Really? Can't you don't go in between else. at all? Nope. Can't got a five or a zero, which sucks because like sometimes the five is too much and the zero right. is too little. Um, no, no, no. Anyway, I, just no, no. I feel passionately about this. There are two different things that you can do this. Okay. With, okay. Yep. TV. Or mm. internet volumes, whatever. That can yep. be five, uh, a number that ends in 5, 0, or any even number. No 21s or 11s or any of that nonsense. Get that out of here. Car temperatures cannot end in 5. Uh, you can't turn your car temp to 75. It has to be either 74 or 76. There's a difference there. I don't know why, but that is how it has to be. Yeah, fair enough. Barry, you look confused. I am confused. You're telling What's me wrong? that you sometimes turn on the TV and turn your volume to 17? Yeah, I don't care. 
the, the visual, the thought of my TV ever being what? on 17. Imagine oh, listening to any it, show at 19 volume. Give me a break. <laughs> what is so going on? Turn on the TV and go to the acceptable volume. Man. Yeah, this... 20 or 18, bro. Pick one. Is this what? Ferryman Colors? Yeah, that's very good for Ferryman Colors. It's a very okay, nice, great. clean blue. How am I the weird one according to chat? Yeah, man. chat is on our side. That's, that's good. Uh, I really what? appreciate that. Okay. Move I on. would literally, if you came over to my house, Barra, I'm not kidding. You set the volume to 17. I would grab uh-huh. the remote and I would wait until you looked at your phone or looked away. And then I would change it up or down one and hope you didn't notice. I would notice. You better not. Or if else. There, if there was, if there was talking going on. Okay. You're, you're doing it again. Like Baskin, Sino, Paul, there Aurora, we go. Cyclone, Spin. That's the Sticks Ferryman. Baskin, Sino, Paul, Aurora, Cyclone, Spin. Uh, mm-hmm. Aurora and Cyclone, Spin reunited. Paul and Aurora stay together. Sino still with this squad. But now they've got Baskin and Solo and Cyclone, Spin back in ADC. Um, Dave, let's start with you this time because yep. Barra started last time. Yep. Some uh, some feelings here on the Sticks Ferryman. I think I think it's got to be initially great feelings, right? Um, I think I think the question mark. Also, that this was one this was one year before my time. It was Spin, Aurora, and Sino that won together, right on Splice. Yep, mm-hmm. season five. And that and then Baskin, what played with them before or after that at some point, if I remember correctly. Uh, after that, after, he played with them right, uh, season six. six. I want to say right. Got it. Um, I think. All right, so admittedly, I think the big question mark is what happened with Spin Spinner last year, and is is the is the break a good mental reset, and is this team going to be a better scenario? I think yes, initially, because this is obviously a team that's found success with one another in the past. Um, and if you're going to win a world championship with a squad, you have to imagine the and and, and have played with with Baskin after the fact. Um, I think there's going to be clear lines of communication here uh, that potentially weren't there when when Cyclone stepped away from that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you add in Paul, who is is arguably the goat, um, and, he and went on another went on another run this year. Um, fell short in the finals, unfortunately, but but knows how to get back there and win it. I mean, I, I think the I think the initial high level thoughts have to be good feelings around the Sticks Ferryman team. You know, the guys were memeing on Twitter all week with their little rowboat emojis and stuff. Clearly, the <laughs> mentals are are in a good spot. Yeah. Um. And I think for for that Titans gang who who just fell short in the finals, uh, uh, Roar Paul and and Sino. It's about reflecting on on where they found their success during Worlds, applying that uh, to the remainder of the season. And uh, and really getting things going there. I think Baskin is going to be a, a real nice constant for this team as well, and uh, a good environment for him to to continue to get back into the swing of things. I mean, probably for you, Agro. I mean, you you love talking up Baskin. You love talking up my goat, Paul. Are these are my these goat. are these two two goats on the same team? I mean, please, this is five goats think, on the same team. Right, Brooks right. Natty is my goat. Aurora is my goat. Spins my mentally goat. Mentally expectations of have. Uh, have have got to be high for this team. I think the yeah. only question I end up having is, is it another like mid-year vibing kind of messing around 
yes. type squad who then just pops off during the tournament events? Yes. Or are we Almost like certainly. slamming all year? You know what I mean? No, um, I imagine this is going to be a middle of the pack team during the right. regular season that's going <laughs> to win, win every spread. tournament. Um, right. Type of feeling. Yeah, I'll go real quick, Barra. Um, mm-hmm. I think Baskin came in having not played any Smite uh, for a long time. And by world's time, I thought he was the second best solo laner in the world. Um, I thought only Variety was playing better Smite in solo um, than Wooney. Uh, if you can get that guy to buy in for a full year, it is insane what he is mm-hmm. capable of doing. Um, Paul, uh, Cyclone, still, for my money, the scariest backline you ever have to play against. Um, even with Cyclone taking some time off, I think that time off is almost certainly going to serve him really well. Uh the, the only question mark that I have, and I don't want this to be construed as a huge negative because I really do think that Sino is one of the most dynamic and unique players in our league, and I legitimately think he does not get enough credit for how insane his career has been. The one thing I will say is that over the past few years, Sino has come in to a roster, in, looks like the best player in the world, on those rosters improved his teams massively in a really short spike and then consistently had a drop off in performance after a few weeks or a few months um Mm -hmm. on a team he revitalizes a team like no other but then seems a little hard to adapt throughout the year um if sino can fix that and be that level of impact that he is week two on a team as he ends up being week 12 on a team, this team has maybe, I think this team does have the highest ceiling of any team in the league. Um, but a lot of it is going to come down to how, what type of game is Sino going to be playing? Uh, how consistent is he going to continue to be weeks and months um, into the season? But I think this mm-hmm. team has the highest ceiling of any team in the league. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, there's not really a point for me to go, I feel, because I feel like I'll just retweet everything you guys said. Well, that's why but I just want to go last this time, because that's all I do. Super cracked mechanical team, uh, really good communication between uh, Cyclone and Baskin. Might run into the too many cooks in the kitchen with Cyclone and Baskin as well. Yep. Uh, we'll see if they can decide on a way to play the game. And then lastly, uh, judging right now, I would not want to be on their side of the bracket during a tournament. No, I don't think anyone would. By the way, shout out Reels. He's their coach. Uh, yep. Oh, love yeah. that guy. Oh. Um, Welcome back. All right, Jade Dragon's time. Uh, it's PBM. That's the only Jade Dragon who's still left here. Uh, the rest of the roster, he's dual laned up with Vote, Nika, Lazbra, Dardes. Um, mm-hmm. Barra, you and I led the Warriors uh, Doubters group for a lot of last year. Um, mm-hmm. How does this roster hit your hit your brain how, how how does it make you feel uh pretty good honestly i feel like their front line will have a lot of synergy i feel like Lass will probably enjoy his time more on that team with pbm uh than probably with jake and because he can probably talk less and have a bit more hyper carrying mm-hmm. and Lass is also the kind of player that will just kind of play whatever his team wants him to is a very like i got he, he can facilitate and hyper carry which i think is really strong for the way that team wants to play the game 
I think Dardis has a pretty small god pool, so I think Lass can kind of work around that and try to facilitate his gods into the meta. Um, and then I think Nika and Vote have been very consistent forever, and obviously PBM is PBM. So, yep. Yeah, Dave. Um, yeah, I think from the other perspective of of the Oni Warriors kind of core who's now bringing in Lasbra and Mike and the differences maybe between Neil and Cubo. Um, I think part of me worries that Laz and, and Cubo sometimes suffer the the random just like, well I guess every player in the league at some point does, but the, the random like super slow weekend of Smite where it's just not the spectator games. Way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and but at the same time, we, we've seen them play with the potential to, to carry games as well. When Cubo's feeling it, when Laz, when Laz is feeling it, especially if Laz is able to work his way into a meta where, you know, in the first couple of levels of the game, he can he can start making things happen. Um, I think it could be a good spot. You know, I love Neoma with all my heart. Mm. Uh, that man is is everything I hope to be one day. Am I older than him? I have no idea. Uh, I don't think I still so. want to grow up. I still want to grow up to be Neil. Same. Um, I think Mike definitely brings a slightly more maybe calculated and aggressive play style than what Neil did. I think Neil had a great mental and, and uh, a, a good mind for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I'm I'm excited to see how Mike and the way that he plays the dual lane and really how he he plays when he's able to start rotating out uh, for Dardes and for Vote um, how how those two carries end up looking this year. I, I think Neil was was wonderful and and I think uh, I think he's trying to coach this year and and has the the ability to do great great things in that aspect. Um, Look, uh, I we think all love Neil here. Dave. Change of of Mike. Could be could be a, a a boost for for vote and Dardes if they're they're gonna kind of keep the pace with what we know Mike likes to do. Yeah, yeah, look, we love we love Neil around here. Neil is one of my greatest friends that I've made um, working at High Res. Uh, he would be the first to say that last year was not yeah how he normally performs. Um, it was not a great year for him individually. Here's the thing that I kind of realized when I was thinking about this roster. All of us have unequivocally said that Dardes has looked like he could be one of, if not the best players in the league, um, his whole career. Think about the supports that he has played with. Raffer, near the tail end of his career, and Neil, who had probably his two worst years that he's had in some time. Yep. I would describe both of how Raffer and Neil played as they, if I were to assign a style kindly, it would be that they were space creators during those years, right? They were, they weren't playing their lives. They were just getting in there. And if they died, they died. And most of the time they did. Mike is going to be the best support. If Mike plays how he did last year, it will be the most different style that Dardas has ever played with in mid because remember before he switched to mid he was a support player he has not played with a playmaking support instead of a space creating support and Mike has his space creating games don't get me wrong they all do but uh, we can just just based on what we have seen historically 
Mike has uh-huh. shown the highest ceiling uh, in support alongside Aurora yeah. by like a large margin, in my opinion. Um, so, well, I feel like you can throw genetics into that conversation. Yeah, that's true. Now. Yeah, genetics is now absolutely in that conversation. Um, but I'm really interested to see what Dardes is able to do with Mike and Lasbra, um, because mm-hmm. I think. Lasbra, I, I said that Panatom's been the best play, jungler in the in the league for the last little bit. I think Lasbra was the second best jungler in the league last year uh, in terms of consistency and what he was bringing. I am uh, fully on board the Lasbra hype train. I think that guy is a beast. Um, mm-hmm. And for as negative as we were, and it's not about Neil and Fred versus Lasbra and Mike. It really isn't. It's just like... It feels something. It feels like it is going to be a little bit different for this team, um, for this core of Nika Dardes vote. Now, all of that being said, they get down 2-0 in a land series, or the, you know they're up 2-0, lose two in a row. I'm sweating bullets, regardless. You know what I mean? Like they have to still shake that aspect. Uh, but overall. I am very excited to see what this team does. I think that they could be really, really dynamic, really fun to watch. Um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this did team. We, I have high did expectations. Did we confirm their coach? Um, I think Mike tweeted that it was Cherry. Uh, Cherry. Okay. He yeah. couldn't be announced yet, but it's Cherry. Yes. Like something. Yeah. Yes, it's I Cherry. believe that is the case. Um, okay. Last but not least, it's the Oni Warriors. Uh, this team is what I'm calling the mechanical all-stars. Uh, I can't tell with this team. Who knows? Uh, they are oh, absolutely <laughs> the wild card. It's Solar Patrol, <laughs> Panatom, Pagon, Awesome Bro. Jake, and Netrioid. Who is doing their picks and bands? I Maybe was, Oxy, their coach? I was... <laughs> Maybe I was, all five players. <laughs> I I think it might be one of the most mechanically talented teams in of the league. Of all time. Yeah. Um, I don't know who shot calls for this team, though. Me either. Um, Admittedly, that could just be my general lack of, of shot calling knowledge. Um, yeah, I mean, I if, just... if if this team figures out an identity and figures out shot calling, it's a it's a super exciting team to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when the roster came out, I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, so I'm just not going to. Smart man. Um, um holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> holy G Willikers! Golly gee, this is a super, super mechanically talented team who I can see individually dominating lane, you know, making plays, mm-hmm. um, taking fights. The only question mark I have, and unfortunately it's a big one, is is come shot calling time, uh, you know, team fight, grouping, macro game time, um, who, who's the vocal one on this on this team? Because I think they are incredibly talented as players. Yeah. I think the initial hurdle is going to be figuring out the identity and how they want to communicate and play as a team. But if they do that, I think the potential is pretty high for the squad. Yeah. Yeah, I think they have crazy high potential. Um, from teaming with Saw and Jake in the past, both of them can be really good communicators, but also can be really poor communicators depending on like confidence in the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think as long as they're... I mean, it's gonna sound stupid, but like as long as they're confident in what they're doing or like their identity, I think they'll be good calm wise. 
but on paper it is very confusing to me like it <laughs> no like, direction i wouldn't even i wouldn't even want to play like ranked like these are the most <laughs> like run it down players i have ever seen on this entire roster maybe like, that's the identity <laughs> i think it has to be yeah someone in chat uh and i'm not trying to call them out in any way they say this isn't a phase one team and i'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum this is a team that has to win mm-hmm. in phase one yeah this is a phase one team when sure. when the t- when the games are messy and no one knows what their team strategy is yet and it's just civil war style line up and shoot <laughs> they're gonna win the vast majority of those times because they because this team is absolutely insane mechanically they are going to need to figure it out what how do they win the game you know like mm-hmm. th- i think it's just pants on i feel like if he if he's if the best he can th- enable based on what we were saying yeah yeah if he can enable his mechanical overlords and like like if you get peg on a lead like we saw what he was doing springs for the last year if you can get sod a lead like i don't know if sod's gonna come in and want to play mages and hunters every game he did want to play Jake's mid. Be, I don't know if Jake's going to be building Chronospin every game. I don't know what Netroid we're going to get. Like, yep, it's really um, exciting. But this team, guys, it it can be, it could be the the hyperbolic time chamber of maturation for this squad, though, right? Like, the lack of a leadership position here mm-hmm. could force guys like Sot, Pagon, Jake to step into that role and really understand how to lead a team um did, it could be great for them bear was was it didn't maybe i'm just completely misremembering was it sot and jake is your front line on renegades for a little yep. while yeah yep how did how did that work uh like i said earlier just basically confidence of the call itself like yeah. if sot was confident in a situation like 99% of the time that play works out and it's really nice to play with Right. But you get the the sometimes weird sot who like wants to play like the extra different picks or wants to kind of practice that for like a whole scrim set or like a whole scrim week and that can just kind of derail you a little bit. Um kind of same with Jake, honestly. Jake likes to practice the off stuff and I think over the years we got Jake to a more controlled situation, but I think with right. Sot and Jake on the same team again, I don't know if there will be someone controlling them enough to say, like, hey, like, maybe we don't need, like, a full offense support and, like, a full sure. offense soul in her. Um, but, I mean, I, I assume Aurora and, like, the Titan boys probably drilled that into Sot as well a little bit. But, I mean, he was playing a lot of Hunters and looking really good on those rosters. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens when it comes to game time and scrims. Like, what is actually the meta? Because I don't... I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone really knows what the meta is right now because right. no one's scrimmed yet. But... I mean, if it is a hyper-carry solo meta, I think Saw will play really well, and I think this team will thrive, because they can just gank solo and get Saw to lead. I mean, they can play through Pagon as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot Danny of people in chat... Roy have played together. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, people in chat saying that, you know, Pagon, former Dragons members, have said that Pagon's pretty vocal about how he wants to play the game, and that is good. It is really hard to be the leader of the team mentality uh, and also be the mechanical superstar. Um, mm-hmm. it is really, really hard to do that. You wouldn't think, and I know that you're sitting there, dear listener, thinking, oh, it's because these guys, you know, are, aren't used to it or whatever. Like, if I could train, you know, if I could just press my buttons really well, I could think the same way I think now about the game. 
and just press mm-hmm. my buttons better, I'd be a pro. And it literally, it I can't explain it to you except to tell you, I promise you it does not work that way. Like, mm-hmm. it requires significant brain power to get your head in the space to control the team. And that does 100% of the time affect you mechanically. Now, Mm -hmm. sometimes players are good enough. You know, it's not like you have an excess of mechanics and so you can devote enough to bring it down. Like (laughs) it's not how it works. It's a surplus. It's like understanding how your brain can balance these things, but it does require difficult, you know, you have to divide your brain and not everybody is great at that. Um, Mm-hmm. It is a different skill set entirely. It doesn't say anything about if they're a smart player, if they're a good player, if they're a great player, whatever. It is a different, unique skill set that only applies here. So yep. that's why you hear us hype up guys who are able to do that, um, like genetics and scream. Um, you know, those types mm-hmm. of guys are valuable for that reason. Um, but yeah, I- I'm excited, man. These these rosters are really exciting. There's also a lot of great players not on any of these rosters, and yeah, that means that plans. some great yeah. play-in rosters, which we should have for you next week, because they release on Friday, I do believe. Um, so that should be spicy. We'll come back next week, talk a little bit about those. Uh, of course, before we go, mm-hmm. we have to do our random question of the week, brought to you by mm-hmm. our Patreon community Discord. I have I have a, a Ravens themed joke for Bear as well. I'll let oh, you no. decide where you want to put that before or after the random. Before or after I press stop streaming. Um, let's go after <laughs> uh, I press stop streaming. Um, no, I'm kidding. Oh, I, you, I will let you say. You, okay, I was going to no. say you don't want to hear it. Okay. No, I do want to hear it. I really do. Okay. Um, again, Patreon.com/backliner is the place to go if you want to join our community Discord. Um, it's a great time. You should do it. Uh, Master Zahir, our newest patron, by the way. Shout out to Master Zahir. Thank you for joining. Um, welcome. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> can you recall a time in which you were an inauthentic version of yourself? For me, I definitely went through a metal phase trying to be like my older brother. It's a good question. Have we, like, really tried to force something to, like... Yeah, I actually hate going to the gym. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me, me, AF, this guy's me. <laughs> Um, oh God, that's a hard question. That is a hard question. Um, trying to think. Almost certainly. Well, I can't think of any good examples. Um, hopefully my wife is asleep already. She wouldn't care anyway. She, she knew me back then. I definitely got into different hobbies and interests based on what the girl I had a crush on was interested in. Okay. In high school. That's That's what I was thinking. Numerous times. Um, and it wasn't like, I, I, it wasn't, you know, being disingenuous or like anything like that. I was trying to show interest in the things that she was interested in. Um, and it didn't always, you know, last neither my interest uh, or the relationship. Take of that what you will. I am, I am not religious at all. Um, but a girl that I was dating in high school was very religious. Uh huh. Oh no! I mean, no, no, no! It's along, it's along the same, it's along the same, it's along the same thread as as what Ryan's saying. It's true. No, I didn't. It's funny. I just, I, I, you know, I started. You know, I'd go to church every Sunday and 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 read a verse every once in a while. Wow! Um, nice. And it meant nothing to me. Um, <laughs> oh no! No, 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 no! I mean, I was trying. My mind was open to it. Hold on. My mind was open to it. I just, 
my mind was open to it. I just it never it never like connected with me. I just that <laughs> was never forced to do anything. I chose. I chose to open my mind to it. <laughs> And I'm, sh- you know, it meant something <laughs> to, to share that with one another. <laughs> yeah, I just, I stopped doing those things the moment that relationship My was God. over. I've never, yeah, I've just, just absolutely, no, it's just the way that you, a live oh. look at someone digging the hole as just, right? just <laughs> never, st- just keep on, head down. Keep on yeah. trucking. Uh, oh, just yeah, I, so I would, funny. I would, I would I would express some interest. What is? There's no hole here. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> there was. I was I was open to it. It was very important to her at the time, and so I, I would, think I it would is attend. It, yes. However, just the way you just the way you said it was really like it just really caught me off guard and was very true. Yeah, but I, I understand meant, what you mean. You were being very genuine to me at the end. Yeah, yeah that really right. got yeah. me. Yeah, that really got me for sure. That that absolutely was All the right, killing let me rephrase. blow. It didn't. <laughs> I, I'm not done digging. Me. Actually, go ahead. It didn't change me at all. <laughs> sure, is what I'm trying to that's, say. That's 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 absolutely fine. Uh, of course, it is all absolutely fine. Uh, thank you for sharing, Dave. That made my night. It really did. That was very funny uh-huh. to me. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a specific example. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have a good one, honestly. I definitely... Um, I can yeah, think I of, like, know. situations where, like, I would, like, turn on my stream and, like, not be in a great mood and, like, try to force it. I can think of that, but oh, I can't think of, like, a situation where... Yeah, I can't think of a situation where I was like, okay, like, today I'm going to, like, dress in all goth. Like, I'm going to go out. Yeah, no, I never had that amount of buy-in, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, that's the... Faking it on a a day where you aren't having a good one and pretending like you are is uh, basically what Dave does and I did for years. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Also, like yeah. how we couldn't even make it one episode yeah. below forty-five minutes. By the way, no, I know it no, wasn't well, that's my fault. It, no, no, no for, it's we, my fault. I was in too much we, of a mood. I knew I was going to ramble. We talked for twenty minutes before we. Before yeah, we I don't know where it. you guys were going in the beginning of this uh, episode. You weren't I even saw, here, Barra. You can't criticize. Around. You were. You yeah, were on Mars. You guys. <laughs> that is that is true. I have a good Ravens joke. You ready? Yeah. Is now the time? Are we done with the question of the day? No, we've got a couple more, but it's okay. Just no, slam it, slam it. No, keep going. Do you know why ravens are the funniest animals there are? There is, there are, there is. <laughs> Do either of you know? No, I don't. Pray tell. Because. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. What's the next random so question? Bad. I was gonna make a joke that I don't want to make. So um. Another question from Master Zahir. Uh, do you have any uh-huh. distinct smells that you remember from childhood? Yes, I do have an instant one for this. Uh, I love the smell of our of the laundry detergent, um, mm. specifically the dryer sheets that my mom would use when I was a kid. And we had a laundry, mm. you know, I grew up in a, in a pretty big house and we had a laundry room. And I would go in there after she, my mom, um, who I get a lot of my bad habits from in a loving way. Would just wow. pull clothes out of the dryer and leave them in a giant pile on the on the ground until she was able to take time to fold them. And I would bring my Game Boy Color into the la- into the laundry room and mm-hmm. lay in the clothes after they had just come out of the dryer and be all warm 
and cozy and just be surrounded by that smell. I, that yeah. is like my favorite smell in the world is like that fresh out of the dryer smell. I love it. I've got uh, I've got a good one. Yeah. Um. So I I was born in Ohio, but I only lived there until I was like five. Um. And then for kindergarten, my family and I moved to Louisiana before living in Georgia for for the rest of time. Um. However, in Louisiana, these things I'm, I think we we have some here actually. We they, but in Louisiana specifically, magnolia trees were. Mm-hmm. Like, they ran rampant um, all over the place. As a matter of fact, I went to Magnolia Trace Elementary School. Um, Miss Woodruff, shout out kindergarten class. Uh, Fun fact, I had my first kiss in kindergarten. I feel like that's that's worth mentioning. Um, You've been a player since age of five? Right. Um, So anyway, it was the smell of her lip gloss that I really remember. Um, No, it's the... Was it the teacher? Come on! No, it's my kindergarten girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying her lip gloss, as in the teacher. Yeah, that's and I was what, like, yeah, that's what I, thought. I was like, no. good lord. Oh, okay, name. that's why I was oh, like, what? what? I know. That's why I was losing it a little. Yeah. Whose mind is in the gutter? It's not mine. It's not oh, the I... gutter. It was just the way it was worded. Yeah. Oh, right, because I mentioned Miss Woodruff right. after I had... You're right. That's yeah. my fault. You already no, shot it's it okay. Out, I'm bro. glad we that's clarified that, that the cops didn't show up to Miss Woodruff's... Yeah, shout out <laughs> to Miss Woodruff. That is, that is my FBI, fault. open up. That's like, my, <laughs> two seconds my, my, my order of operations was incorrect there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but well, I'm glad we clarified trees, that. Magnolia trees. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. okay, I'm done. That's great. Uh, any childhood smells, Bear? Uh, I mean, it's going to sound like a Georgia boy, but kind of like the outside. Because um, mm. I played outside so much as a kid. And I don't know. There's just something about like the way the outside smelled that was just very like refreshing. And honestly, I should go outside more. Huh? Yeah. We all... Did you order nice that disc golf set that we talked about in our post-podcast it, hangout? It's here. Let's did, go. Here. Have you gone yet? No, I have not. I was. I, I thought I was going to wait for you. Oh you, no! You wait, should. Go, do you want me to should, go by myself? You and Destiny should go. And well, oh, okay. I can. We could go to get. We could. You could save it well, for. I, us yeah, going I together. thought part of it was just like seeing how bad I was or whatever. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, let's sure. let's put it on the books. Um, okay, real quick, just a few more uh, from the Patreon Discord because I know we are already over time. J Man, uh, our favorite non-Smite esports player, uh, for example. There is his Shota Yasuka, a uh, Magic the Gathering pro player. Um, Non-Smite esports player. Uh, he's retired now, um, but I was a huge Nadeshot fanboy back in the day. Oh, and as a result, a I am still a 100 that's Thieves a good fanboy. Um, yeah, I'm a big 100 Thieves guy still. Love Nadeshot. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, my first like foray into esports was a lot of those COD guys. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go adjacent and I'll say Scump. Um, Reti- but, recently retired go recently retired yeah um but that that sort of generation of cod pros they were all so good at content a lot of the yep. and, you know cod is where a lot of like early video game youtube mm-hmm. type yep. stuff started um and so i think they did a really good job of bringing in a fan base and that was kind of my first glimpse into it um so the nade shots the the scumps of the world um always hold a special place for me yep agreed Mine would be Ogre 2 from Halo mm. and Snipe Down from Halo slash Apex. Obviously, mm. 
still a big Hal fanboy, but I think the oh, those two probably overpower Hal. Yeah, but he he's getting up there for me. I would have bet a lot of money that that was going to be Halo Pro for you, Barra. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you uh, stuck to the script there. Uh, Timmy, two shots, wants to know our favorite ice cream combo. Uh, maybe it's already store made or build your own Sunday. Uh, I'm big into. I'm not a big ice cream mixer. Like I'm not going like a Neapolitan like ice cream in any way. Um, but I wait. Is this good? Is this like a Froyo question, or is this like an ice cream flavor question? Like, uh, is this like ice cream combo? But you could also build your own sundae. He he says here. So let's go with okay, okay. Yeah, either one, either or. Um, this isn't really fair, but my if I had to describe my favorite combo involving ice cream, it would be some uh vanilla ice cream on an a- on apple pie uh mm, i think oh, is basically mode undefeated oh. um yeah here's one of my greatest non-sober creations something that we call a family recipe um it's mm. toaster strudel a la mode which is where you mm. just make a toaster strudel and then put a little ice cream on top of it and it bangs that sounds that's better than good. uh better than pop tarts by the way oh my yeah goodness. not even close um toaster strudels go unreasonably hard apple toaster strudel vanilla bean ice cream um yeah good game well played it's the i'll best. get you mm-hmm. i'll get you something real specific here this yeah. is an ohio classic graters ice cream okay. based out of ohio graters but, is know, great Kro- kroger is <laughs> uh is centered in ohio and so now you can get graters at that Kroger, Big. Uh, which is great, great for the Olsen family. We got one right down the street. So black, black or uh, chocolate raspberry truffle, mm-hmm. um, with just good old fashioned chocolate ice cream from Graters, little whipped cream, maybe some M and M's, a Jimmy or two, and uh, and we're talking goaded Sunday status. Thank you very much. Sounds What's fantastic. What's a Jimmy? A Jimmy? It's a sprinkle. A, it's a sprinkle. What? <laughs> Jimmies and sprinkles uh, are sometimes used interchangeably, uh, as far yeah. as I can tell. I can't tell a real difference between. I've them. never heard of a Jimmy before. Yeah. Well, now you now you can say it as much oh. as you like. I, I like sprinkles more. I think. That's, yeah, that's probably the right. Call. Sorry, yeah. that's all right. Uh, uh, so mine would be Froyo. Um, I would get the cheesecake flavor with. Uh, vanilla bean and chocolate mm. um, and then I would get cheesecake bites um, and then the little they're like little strawberry slices yep and jimmies and uh-huh. um, nice 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 uh, there was one more thing uh, graham cracker like crumbs mm. oh, graham crackers are so underrated bro Mm-hmm. Especially on ice cream, dude. It's perfect. You know what we got recently? Teddy Grahams. We haven't gotten Teddy Grahams mm. in a long time. Those things go hard, dude. They are good. Shout out I've been craving Dunkaroos for at least Shout a week now. Dude, Dunkaroos? <laughs> we literally saw those in the grocery store yesterday, and Joe was like, should we get some Dunkaroos? And I was like, yeah. absolutely not. Um, the answer's always yes. Which and is I so regretted it. Weird. We did buy a 40-pack of Rice Krispie Treats because we don't respect mm. ourselves anymore, so that's good for Here's us. Here's the good news. Rice Krispie Treats, one of the best pre-workout quick snacks that you can ever have yep that's why real i'm using it simple real simple sugars real simple carbs give you a nasty pump you're gonna be definitely not slamming sleeves. two of those after dinner instead you know that's definitely not what's happening here <laughs> hey that's um, fine too you know and then armenia is for our final question of the week from the patreon discord D class and alignment mm. uh no idea because i don't play D much 
Um, what was I in our campaign? I was a Dave. I I have a clip. I have a clip from our D and D campaign. I wanted to show you. Thank you for reminding me. Um, Was I in it? Yeah, we all are. Right. It's it's the cast of group. Was it centered around me saying something dumb though? No, not this time. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, probably a sorcerer of some sort, like a fire sorcerer guy. Um, I was like chaotic good. I think. Um, I can see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think like I was you'd be a paladin. Mm. Mifflin was a paladin in that campaign. After no his character shot. Not yeah, yeah, he died. Um, his first character died. Uh, Mifflin was a paladin. Yeah. yeah, he was Mifflin. Not a paladin. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's just the him way doing the female like voice was great. That was really funny for sure. Um, I've done a couple D and D campaigns. Uh, I really liked my. Um, bow ranger that was lawful neutral that I played in the caster game. That was a lot of fun. Um, and more recently I did a campaign with a bunch of my friends from SPL led by uh, a community member who was really, who was an unbelievable DM. I don't want people like harassing him to DM their campaigns, but he was the absolute goat. Um, shout out Scott. Uh, he, uh, I was an Aarakocrin monk, which is like a bird race monk. Um, and I was chaotic, good, and I just had no... Int- I was just an absolute idiot uh, and just l- was loving life and had a great time. Um, nice. But I loved I loved playing both of those. And I loved the one that we did for the Smite-themed D&D. Uh, I, should, I just want to play more D&D. Unfortunately, I definitely do not have the time to be playing D&D, uh, but I wish I did because I very much enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. But it was a good time. Okay, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Way longer, I swear. Long time. I'm going to cut them down. I swear this was just not... I knew it wasn't happening this week. Uh, Mm -hmm. Check out Dave's uh, stream. He's been streaming a whole lot recently. I've been tuning in, lurking. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I'm on the ranked grind right now. I'm 3-1 in my ranked game. Wow. Watch out. I'm going to be seeing him at the top very soon. Um, I would also recommend recommend checking out uh, Hazer's YouTube channel. Uh, Friend of the podcast, of course, Paul Hazer Hay, um, has been doing a lot of great interviews with pros from around the league uh and they are really really great behind the scenes content so hazer smite is his youtube channel uh highly recommend checking that out of course big shout outs to our sponsors uh for this week it is factor and BetterHelp. uh head on over to their websites use our codes all that kind of good stuff um and check out predictions network they've got a bunch of great shows covering a bunch of different esports check them out they're really great and if you want to support Bear and I directly, best way to do it, patreon.com slash backliners is the place to go for that. We'll be back next week talking playing rosters. It'll be a great time. Uh, until then, Barra, you know what to do. Kaka! Nice. Are you trying that all year? Is uh, that... We'll see. It was pretty good the first time, though, right? Yeah. I didn't, pre- I didn't like, transition. Okay. You know, that's on oh. me. I'll just take us out. Because I, I thought you were going to do... Bye! Okay, oh, that, that was, was terrible. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll stick with a kaka! <laughs> 